People, I'm the Brett and Mary the podcast. I start right when Greg gets here because half the time the funny stuff is in our first like f- like three minutes. Not, not it's all funny. But, <laughs> like we have like these bombshell conversations, then all of a sudden we start. We're like, oh, welcome to the podcast. Like you know, so it's like, uh, but it's good to be here, man. Don't want to miss any of the good stuff. Of course, of course, of course. How are you feeling? I feel good. Feel all right. I'm coming around. You 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 lost some weight. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, as part of, you know, the whole process. How, how are you doing now? What do you mean? Like, how are you losing the weight? Oh, well, listen, I had to change my diet. You know, really, it's I stopped drinking. So, you I, 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 huh? I thought you were like a more like a hard liquor guy. I am a hard liquor guy. But like how many, but like, I, I always feel like beer guys are the guys that gain the most weight. Like well, like- yeah, 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 they do. That's true. I probably would have gained more, but I was drinking hard liquor like most nights of the week, probably. <laughs> so now it's once once to twice a week. I have one or two drinks a week. So it's it's greatly reduced at current. So that's, that's a big part. And of course, you know, I've been, you know, trying to exercise and, you know, I go for a walk every day and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, that was the thing is that, you know, it's such a simple equation, really. It's you just got to burn more than you take in. I mean, that's really all it is. And when you take in, you know, an extra five to 10,000 calories a week in alcohol, it's hard to outrun that. You know, there's a, is an old adage, you can't outwork a bad diet. And that's really just the, the cycle that I was on in terms of, I mean, I would exercise, I would do cardio, I would, you know, go to the gym and do stuff. But, um, but I, the amount of calories I was consuming with my bad diet and all the drinking, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't make any headway. So you clean those two things up. It makes it a little easier. That's for sure. <laughs> I still have that problem where like, I'll work out and I'll reward myself by eating like, I exactly. And I'm like, absolutely. You're like, I earned it. I have, it's in my whole bit in my special about, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, in my mind, I would be earning fast food credits. Yeah. You know, I was just like, oh, that's it. I'm going to Popeye's after this. I worked out, you know, and that was just, and, and then on the days I wouldn't work out, I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, it's like, listen, I'm going to work out tomorrow. So I'm going to get some Popeye's today. So it was, it was, you know, so it was always just a cycle of, of consuming way more than I was ever burning. I would, do that with, I would do that with like looking at my wife right now. I would do that with, with like girls too. Like if I like what I would like break up with a girl and then I would just go nuts. Like way worse than if I was single for a while. Like oh, I absolutely couldn't, couldn't just like do do one. I would have to, I have to find like the yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, but I'm happy that you're. Hey, what's going? You, you go upstairs. Yeah. No, I'll sit, I'll sit here. I just don't want to talk and have you like over there. Hearing you? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to sit there. I want to sit here. I just don't want to have you right there. Okay. I will leave the premises, but why would you want to sit there when this is such a better like I like it better here? I feel like it travels up there. The, the, my voice. I and then I gotta look up and like, look see your face of like disapproval. I could just so, listen to 
I know, I know, it's true, it's true. It's true. I, we're actually doing the podcast, this is live. So I, cool. All right, I love you. Yo, okay, all right, so here we are. All right, let's, okay. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny, it's like, uh, does she want to hear the podcast? I mean, I feel like she wants to hear it and doesn't want to hear it at the same time. It's like, uh, doing you know, this for you, babe, doing this out of love. <laughs> the funny part is like when I'm on the road, she listens to it. Like sometimes I think they hear my voice or whatever. And I'm like, uh, what part did you get up to? <laughs> yeah. Like, so we, yeah. Do you want the whole thing or, you know, oh, God, by the way, I saw the picture you posted from when you're, I guess on that last cruise and you had like a little six pack going and everything. I was like, how is it your face? is getting older but your body's getting younger because <laughs> like you can't work out your face man no shit it looked uh, like somebody photoshopped your head on some background. other dude's body that's what it looked like somebody actually told me that they're like, they're like you're, you're aging terribly it's like got aging i'm like first of all that it was like old headshot day which is a fucking trap they had these little traps where you posted all the edge hot and, and i posted the one when i was like 19 years old and of course yeah. I, felt like I was in 98 degrees or something and all right no i saw it and i was like well there's the boy bander of comedy that i remember and then all these people were like oh you know like oh save some pussy for the rest of us or just some you know funny thing but then of course one guy goes you're aging terribly and, I, and that like bothered me i was like fuck that i went and like ran seven miles that night like fuck you <laughs> like, i literally it doesn't, like, you know it doesn't de-age your face doing that i mean you know one of the things also is parenting you know parenting you know it, it, it not just you all it ages everybody i'm 44 because, years old that picture was 18 yeah it was 26 years ago yeah. I, I mean literally i like to see these people fucking in 26 years from now see how good they look but then i, thought, yeah. I actually dm the guy i i was like man Jesus this is why i could never be bread and chop we'll talk about that for a second but i fucking i, I went on that guy's pictures and he had all the pictures of him and his wife and his kids and of course i want to insult them but i'm like you know what i don't want to be like i'm not gonna insult his wife or his kid he, and this and this so I'm, i was like why would you say that there's a cat so then, and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I was just in Australia. We just, we bust balls. I was joking. Since all your comedy's all, uh, oh, clear. I was like, that's not, there was no joke there. It's telling someone they're aging terribly. is not a fucking joke. Uh, and that, that like, it just, it got me that fuck. And now of course I'm sure everyone's going to fucking put on Instagram or YouTube that I'm aging terribly. Cause I know that fucking annoyed me. Uh, but man, I was like, so. Yeah, you know, mentioning it on the podcast, that definitely isn't going to uh, help the situation. Uh, Don, are you fighting with your dog again right now? No, I'm not fighting with my dog. Are you wrestling? First of all, he fights with everyone but his dog. I mean, you're wrestling with the dog. Are you, are you, are you playing with the dog? I no, no, no. Oh, okay. I've been doing kinda... man things, so... <laughs> <laughs> what what are these man things? Yeah, I want to know what the man things are. Well, I can tell you, but you wouldn't understand it. So it'd be a waste of my time. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, a waste of your time, but it'd be very edifying for the rest of us. I want because if Don Fry is doing man things, it must be like the manliest thing. Oh my like, god, yes! Like this dude pisses. He like pisses and like fire comes out like he doesn't even <laughs> i was gonna say there's got to be barbed wire leather uh some kind of a bow knife uh something there's yeah. got to be uh something very man manly going on there i i would love to know so don what kind of man 
napalm. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. So I take a piss. That's what he uses to trim his pubes. Fucking napalm. So funny, dude. I gargle with that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You want to sound like Don Fry, you got to gargle with napalm. So, uh, Anyway, I, so yeah, I was on the the uh, the uh, cruise ship. I was doing comedy, and um, first of all, well, I had to you know I got to do like one hour of clean jokes, right? Two right. thirty minutes. You don't have to you only do thirty minutes, but the same crowd comes back, and right? I, and I do three different thirty minute dirty shows. So I do you know two and a half hours of of, uh, of uh, jokes, right? So what's it called again? I'm on my second clean show, and it's going well, but the boat is rocking. I mean, literally, it's like. Oh, oh I hate right. that shit. You know, it was just one of those things. It was constantly. And uh, right when I'm like 10 minutes in, they start drilling right below me. So you hear like during my set, <laughs> like for 15 fucking minutes. Right. I'm like, is there a bomb going off? Like we have a fucking firework display. Now people are dying at this. People are bowled over. People are running for their lives like, out of the fuck. They don't know if we're under attack. I think we were like, we're docking. And you're Literally. still telling jokes. You're trying, you're trying to get to the punchline, right? I'm trying to get to the punchline, but at this point, you can't even hear me. I'm, I'm having to fight with the drilling. <laughs> Right over me. Listen, no one can ever say you're not a pro. I mean, anybody that does it, it's like the place is evacuated and you're like, I am contractually obligated to finish this 30 minutes. I got to post this. Set. I, this I, I, set. I go literally, I'm like, they're actually going to open up a circle and there's going to be sharks. And I'm going to be telling jokes to the sharks. It was 10 minutes of fucking drilling. I'm like, and it kept getting louder. Well, they, they have laser beams on their head. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> it was fucking beyond frustrating Look, I love it. you're gonna die on one of these boats you're gonna get to heaven and be like well how'd you die i just i wanted to finish this joke dude little kids, were, di- the kids, the kids were dying kids were dying laughing the little kid, they were like it was people were like, that was the funniest part of the ship blah, blah, blah. but it was 15 minutes of drilling <laughs> having to fight with the drill like, they couldn't hear you that was, that was the funniest part <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you don thank you don i appreciate it <laughs> They were so great the way we couldn't hear you. <laughs> dude, and like, not only like that, but like, dude, I got to this the thing, right? And uh, I, I like missed the film festival because I couldn't get out of it, right? So I like, fly, it was like, you know, my, my movie that I sold was like playing at the, you know, Chinese theater. So I like flew to San Francisco. No one's there to pick me up. So I'm like walking around. Where's the cruise? So I call my agent. He's like, just take a, take a taxi. I'm like, where to the ocean? Like, where are we leaving? You know, like from, yeah. I take a taxi and the guy's like, oh, uh, the guy drops me off at Pier 1. He's like, oh, it's only a block walk. I'm like, it was at Pier 27 we left out of. Oh, right? shit. So I had to walk 27 piers with luggage, right? Then I get there and it's freezing. I mean, like three hours, it's freezing. And they're like, oh, we're not letting anyone on the ship for two so you hours. Look, you, look like a, you look like a homeless person, so nobody bothers you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two hours of freezing. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It was one of those things. Like, and then finally I, I like got on and they're like, oh, they're like, you gotta take a COVID test. So they take a COVID, this lady starts yelling at me, COVID test over there. I go take it. She goes, keep your luggage there. I get out, my luggage is gone. Uh, and I'm, oh. like, where's, I'm like, where's my luggage? She's like, she's like, stop yelling at me. I'll find it. I'm like, you told me to go over there. So now I'm fighting with it. It was just one of those days where I'm like, oh God, like what, what? How many wrong turns did I make to get here? Uh, but it was uh, the shows were good. The show, and then last night I did the improv. Wait, 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 wait! You're leaving us suspended here, man. What happened to your luggage? Oh, I, I found my luggage. Uh, and then I, last okay. night I, I, I came in. 
I like flew in from San Francisco, picked up my kid at school. I tried to take a nap, but she jumped on my head the whole time, waking me up. Uh, and then I ended up uh, doing the improv last night on the Netflix is a jokes festival with D-Ray, murdered it. Like a huge agent from one of the top three came up to me and was like, go call me. I, I, want, I, I want to see more stuff. So it was all good. We'll see if that, you know, I don't want to get too excited before something happens, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least you mentioned yeah, it on the podcast. That definitely can't jinx it. <laughs> you know what's funny too? It's 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 so funny the way everything's. You know, this this next two weeks is Netflix is a joke festival here, and it's funny because like I see the lineups from the Laugh Factory, and they're like Netflix is a joke comedy all stars, and I'm like, they're, the Netflix comedy all stars look strangely exactly like. The, you know, the Laugh Factory's all-stars that they have every single week. I want to put like, I want to put like a, I'm doing a diamond night. I almost want to get a sign saying like, Quibi is a joke. And like, yeah. <laughs> or like one of those, like. Is you just say Quibi is dead serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like very, very. McCorkle, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. I'm still trying to recover. It was a rough weekend for me, man. I started out, uh watching Brendan Schaub's special on YouTube. Boom, uh, there it is. No breaks. And, right uh, at it. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, man. I've felt nauseous since uh, since watching it. It's been rough. It's been a rough, uh, rough few days. But he did have a great joke, one of the best jokes I've ever heard in my life on there. Um, I really yeah. got to give him credit for it. He said his wife, who he says is Mexican, but she looks Asian, but he says she's Mexican, said she cooked uh, Mexican uh, cookies for him one night, and somebody said, what's that? And he said it's a chocolate chip with salsa on it. Which I thought was some groundbreaking shit. Like that is uh that's funny. <laughs> but that was that was his uh that was like his his tagline, like his really his high point of the special. So well I mean, remember he's never bombed. So no, that's never, how you know never once. That's well, listen, how you know. I mean it's all about preparation. I, I did not right. see the special. I'm not gonna go see the special, but I gotta say, man, like one person tells me one thing and I get annoyed. I don't know how Brandon Chow deals with like there's an army of people just shitting on this fucking special. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Dude, one, I 60,000 60, people on the, the Reddit page. Home, they're calling the homeless cat. 60,000 people whose lives are devoted to like destroying job. It's awesome. But I mean, they're also watching it. So they're giving him, you know, right. but it's sort of like the Kardashian factor. People watch it because they hate it or the half of them watch because they like it or something. But like, yeah. But yeah, there was a there was a thread on on the underground. I started reading the thread, so it, it like somebody went on IMDb, right? And right. Like, and, and look, look, I did not do this. I didn't watch special. I never wrote one bad thing about Brendan Shaw. In fact, I said I give him credit because I don't I don't know how he's able to kind of sustain this. Like just saying fuck <laughs> it, I don't I don't care. Uh, so somebody, I thought IMDb, you have to actually, it's like a serious website, right? So right. I, yes, I guess it's not do. because they literally put like. Brendan Schaub special, but who, who's, who's in it, right? They, they put a, <laughs> let me just, I'm gonna see if I can share the page so you guys- can They always see. put it, they reclassified under a category of horror, like usually when he releases a special, they put it under the horror. <laughs> so I think it's like Wikipedia, like users can can edit it and then they go back and correct it if it's not right, so. So, so Greg, look at this, right? So they put top cast, Ariel Hawani, is it was in it? Uh, as How Did Comedy Go? Uh, Joe Rogan is Daddy Toe, Travis Brown. What the yeah. hell? Any like Carlos Mencia as inspiration? Like, oh my god! <laughs> shrimp as shrimp? 
<laughs> like, like Theo, Theoban is Coke friend. The guy from or Coke the guy from Bloodsport, Bolo Young. Like, how did he get in here? Like, like, uh, like this, the hell? And then they put like under trivia, they put Brendan Schaub turned down offers from all the big production companies, Netflix, HBO, and better himself. You can see a drastic drop in quality due to this decision, right? Uh, <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "I gotta tell you." Whoever wrote that, that guy's a comedian. Dude, that's not even like, literally, like, so it got one star out of 10, the whole thing. But it says, like, he knows his jokes aren't funny. He doesn't work on them. He's a comedian because he wants respect from his friends. Uh, his YouTube video has a view to like, is two to one, very sus. Unfor uh, word, someone wrote, like, weird YouTube video, unfortunate stuff. Who would post a YouTube video of them saying mean things about their spouse? I was hoping it would be better. The laugh track is a nice touch. Someone says, hold my bear. Uh, instead of a set <laughs> Someone said special, so 20 minutes at open mic night and posting on YouTube because it's a special. 20 minutes of not so subtle racism, mostly aimed at his wife, he hates. This is by margin this first, not one laugh. Even worse than his last special, even less so than other parasites, terrible, redacted, kind of racist, worst comedian. I mean, just keep, I can't talk. Why? Uh, incredible feat. Uh, he managed to be special worse than, I mean, it just keeps going. Literally, bottom of the barrel, not a comment. I mean, what the fuck? Well, first of all, it, it, what's it called? The something poppy? What is it? Gringo poppy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, okay, remember that episode of Seinfeld where his dentist becomes Jewish just for the Jew jokes? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Like, he just married a Latina so he could go around making Mexican jokes, you know? Like, oh, my God. This is you know what's crazy in that special? Like every comedian like exaggerates or can make up a story. He blatantly lies about things that don't matter. Like he said his wife was born in Guadalajara and they've got a compilation video of his lies on YouTube where it shows his wife talking about being born in Hollywood, California. And he's like, I've never in a special, he's never owned a gun, never shot a gun, never anything. Then they flashed him at a gun range on a YouTube video three years ago shooting guns. Like he he just blatantly lies about things that make no sense. It doesn't add to the comedy or anything. He just lies. It's well, that's what happens when you when you learn stand-up from Crystalia. I mean, right. Yeah, when you your know, whole life I, and is I a only lie. say that because Crystalia, you know, notoriously would 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 tell other people's stories, like straight up tell someone else's life story. You know, he did it to Vincent Oshana. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean, you know, that's the company you keep, I guess. Somebody wrote, uh, I could do better. I don't find myself funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, uh, right there, he did better. But so, like, uh, listen, I mean, look, man, I didn't watch it. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on Chow, but like, I, I give him credit because like holy fuck! Like I mean, Greg, would you be able to take this kind of abuse? You, you pop? Would you probably? We would, right? I, I think you just kind of just don't pay attention to it. I mean, yeah, you're putting yeah. your work out there. You're doing your thing. You can't, you know, you can't let this stuff. Not everybody's like you, Adam, where they feel the need to one by one address every single <laughs> negative comment that they come across. Don't get me wrong. I think he feels it. I think he sees it. I mean, I don't think you're human. You do that. Those things happen. But at a certain point, I think you have to kind of just tune it out. You know, there's yeah, no point. There's really no point to ask Greg that because Greg could never be that unfunny, even if he really, really tried. So like. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to be that unfunny. I don't no, think he I, could, uh... I give him a credit. I give him credit, man. I give I give him credit. I give Askren credit when he got knocked out. But Askren actually is like a super good fighter. Like he's actually right. like an amazing fighter. I mean, wrestler. 
you could wrestler. <laughs> well, he was still a good fighter too. I mean, he was he, he beat a lot of good guys. Yeah, really, I think the Jake Paul took a lot of took him down a few notches in the a great fighter category. Right, right, right. I think Don Fry, man, you were kind of lucky in a way. Not you, because no one would ever say shit about you. There was no social media back then, right? You think that was is easier to not deal with social media than it would be now? Yeah, it was a lot easier. It just started at that time, and you know, I I would read it and I would like, what the fuck, these idiots! Like one guy, he said, "What a stupid," you know. I had that mouthpiece, black and red, blue. And he said, what a stupid mouthpiece this guy has. What's wrong with him? And I'm like, that's it? That's your complaint? And then, you know, now everybody everybody in the fucking in the world has a fucking colored mouthpiece, you know? Right. I was just glad, yeah, uh, Don, I was glad Don didn't see the stuff written on cave walls about him back when he was fighting because it was brutal. <laughs> some of it, man. They found some stuff in Egypt and found pyramids that were just crashing. No, dude, I'm like that. Somebody was like, I saw you, you did the same uh, material on your special that you did when I saw you. And first of all, yeah, because not everyone saw me, number one. But I go, number two, I wrote the guy, DM. I go, here are three albums I put on on on, uh, on iTunes, whatever, or on uh, Spotify. All different special, three different hours. Then I have another, and then another, the last UFC conference, another one, and I have another one coming out. But like, I justify that shit. But like, I have to get to a point like like these two guys, so they don't give a fuck. Um, I mean, Brad, but like Paula Costa, was the only fighter to really, he, he, he actually said, when I heard Shab's special, I was so happy I don't know English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, I tell you what, for not being very funny, uh, it certainly generated a lot of good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's hey, also he, the problem. He could too. Fuel yeah. Fuel. I think that's also the that should be his whole next special is just reading all the comments about his second special. No, but that's the thing. Like with you, McCorkle, man, like you are genuinely one of the funniest people I've ever met. Same with you, Fry. Uh, but like your writings is insane, McCorkle. I mean, you know how to how to write a joke better than I would say 95 percent of most comedians, 90, maybe even 98 percent. But you don't do it. Right. You, just, you just hate you just hate being up there. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know. My son keeps talking about wanting to do stand-up. Like, he keeps saying he thinks that, like, he loves being on stage. Um, like, I think he did a, he did like a open mic without telling me, but he keeps saying, I tell him, I'll write him a killer. He wants to get up and do it and try it because he's the opposite. He doesn't mind being on stage, but he doesn't want to write jokes, you know, like he doesn't feel comfortable writing them. I was like, dude, just, I don't know. I, I would rather write for people than do it myself because I don't, I don't find myself funny on stage. Like, I think I, some of the stuff I write is funny, but as far as, like, I don't think presenting it, I'd be that good, so... Well, a lot of comics, I mean, that's the difference between like you see comics like, like a guy like uh, Todd Barry, who's like a great writer, but but like not great stage presence. I mean, I don't think uh, but he doesn't necessarily murder when you're in the room, but you watch him on TV. You're like, holy shit, that's one of the funniest persons I've ever seen. Probably Hedberg in that, in that same category, too. Uh, but then you see guys that like they're just great performers, but they're writing right. like a guy like Carlos Mencia, a great performer. The writing itself wasn't great. Um, and they, but he would murder because of his performance, you know. When you get well, guys depending on he was stealing his material from too. Like, he was stealing from the right guy, it could have been great. But. what's crazy about him, man, is I used to open up for Messiah and he would have like he would do four hours of jokes, literally four hours of material. Yeah. And uh hey. and kill for four hours. I mean fucking crush. And uh, and then but he probably like let's say he stole, he'd steal like an hour of that. Let's say allegedly he didn't need to steal the other three fucking hours. Like he could have just done three hours of his material and, and walked away. I don't know why he, he had the need to take it. Right, Greg? 
Well, you know, I, I, I don't think he stole as much as everybody seems to think he stole. I mean, and that's the thing. He does do hours and hours and hours of material. So it's like, he didn't steal all of it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I personally think that he got, he got a much more of a bum rap than, than he deserved in terms of all that. Cause again, the big joke that everyone goes back to is a joke that really anybody could have written. And, no, it's, was, and that joke, and the worst part about that joke is that it wasn't in line with his style at all. He's no, not a short form was, joke yeah, writer. It was the Cosby though. If you look at Mencia Cosby, he literally did a Cosby bit that was like an eight minute bit, and it Oof. was like verbatim. Like yeah. it, it involved drugging and raping women. <laughs> that's the eight minute bit I'm familiar with. <laughs> Uh, like, that was, uh, excuse me, that was a 42-year bit. It was like oh, beat okay. by beat. Like he did it beat by beat by beat. Did it he was, really? That one I'm not aware of. I really was just aware of the the whole, you know, who's going to build that wall joke. No, no. The, the lost Cosby one, you were over. like, dude, you took from Cosby, and it was like a secret <laughs> bit. That was the one where you were like, all right. And that's the, the only thing. My only knock on him is that, yeah, he when he does perform, it's for hours. And it's just like, dude, can you just do like 30 minutes and get off? <laughs> oh, dude, I used to have to sell T-shirts for him at the end, right? His shirts. And I yeah. would go up there after four hours. So the show would start at 10. It'd be two o'clock in the morning. And then he made me, he'd make me read the jokes from the T-shirt. So I would bomb on his T-shirt joke. It wasn't like a fucking, <laughs> it was a long ass joke. It was like, if, you, if you're coming here from America, it was like a, it was like a three minute thing I'm reading. I'm like, dude, come How on. How big is that T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes on two tablets. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, did you guys watch the fights on Saturday? Yes. Nope. No. Uh, Don. Hell, nope. Missed it. Missed it this week. Broke right. my uh, heart too. I'll give you guys a little update <laughs> on it. So, Marlon Vera beat uh, Rob Font. Great fight. Great fight. Uh, Great fight for Marlon Vera. <laughs> Poor Rob Font still icing his face somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Font came out really strong in the, the, the beginning, but Vera's one of those dudes that doesn't necessarily win the first round, but then figures out how to beat you throughout. And then at the end, he was like, just beating the shit out of this dude uh, and having fun, like dancing a little bit, like showboating, playing. But man, it was, uh, it was funny because somebody tweeted that the referee, Jason Herzog, must have money on Font. And he and he retweeted, "Not true. I have no money." Like the ref, <laughs> the ref. Yeah. Uh, well, Fond, Fond was the favorite going into it, and honestly, that was the only fight that I felt like I knew enough about to want to bet on it. And I wanted to bet on on Cheeto, but I was just like, it was they were so close. I was like, eh, I'm just gonna stay away from the whole card. And then that first round, Font looked so good. I was like, oh, thank God I didn't bet on this. But then Cheeto just – but here's the thing, though. As bad as Rob oh, Font's face Greg, looked – Greg, Greg, hold on. Don, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm just sitting here listening to Greg tell a story until you come there, to this. I, no, I, I hear a dog. <laughs> Is there a dog in the room? Yes. Yes, my dog. My dog goes everywhere with me. <laughs> but is he wrestling with he's panting he's like I, he's breathing but i i love your dog and i love you i'm just saying i'm trying to hit here greg i don't want to mute you because i feel like that's disrespecting to you john and i love having you on the show but it, there is a dog sound can anyone else hear the dog yes sound? i will back away from my doll yes i will back away <laughs> as Look, part we of the, were the same pair of pants so um it was a little tight uh, got it <laughs> 
He's like, I feel like a fucking zombie. I feel like, here's what I feel like. I feel like Don has the phone here and the dog right here. And he's just like, blah, blah. you know, just. Here's, here's the reality show or the movie. Don goes back to school, but he's got to do every single year, like in Billy Madison, but like yeah. with Don Fry. Because I feel like the teacher is scolding him. Like, I can picture him in like class with a bunch of four-year-olds playing with a fucking dog and all the kids like, hey, kids, get over here. And Don's like, what? But no, like. Tell me you wouldn't want Don beating up bullies. Uh, come on, that would be a great show. That'd be, That'd be awesome. Yes. Or Don. Man, you guys were rough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Don, yeah, the best part would be when Don hooks up with the teacher. That'd be the best. Of course. Yeah, that would be the best part. Yeah. By the way, Don, <laughs> quick question. Uh, there was a debate on whether Hens uh, Hoist Gracie would be Tank Abbott. UFC won. Who wins that fight? Oh, geez. You know, that was a thing. Back then, they handpicked all their opponents, you know, that, so they were stand-up fighters, you know. But actually, I think Tank could have probably beat him at that time. Was, you know, Tank, um, Tank, Tank had some good wrestling skills, obviously, you know, from junior college wrestling. And uh, then he had a hell of a power punch. I mean, if he connected with, with uh, Hoist once, it'd be all over. Trust me. It's crazy how many good athletes go to junior college. It's like every good athlete that thought they were going to go to D1 had, sh had shitty grades ends up going to junior college. But yeah, I was, uh, I, Adam, I was the only guy who had awesome grades and uh, still went to junior college. So figure that one out. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had awesome grades, could have gone anywhere in the country to school. I had like a 1200 on my SAT back when you could only get 1600. But um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't, I played a small private high school at like Christian high school. So I couldn't get any exposure, even though, I'd have been top 20 in the state, you know, as basketball players my senior year. So, yeah, I went to a junior college with a bunch of guys that had parole officers and probation officers and everybody. Like, I was like the only one of the only white guys on the team. Not that it matters what color they were. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting experience. And then I didn't even go on. I had 30 or 40 Division One offers. Didn't even go on to Division One. So, it was all for nothing. So. Well, you no, know, it was not all for nothing. You became a great athlete, made it to the UFC. Uh -huh. But, you know, you know what's crazy is that yeah, now, you became eventually. Eventually, you became a great athlete. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it just took time. It took and, time, and, and um, the other athletes getting out of the way. You know, and there you are. <laughs> What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. And it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. But online, where the game starts. <laughs> well, when, when, well, when I was in high school, right, they would have post-grads, which is like a kid that graduated high school, does one more year of high school to get to a better college. And those are always the kids that were like pretty good at wrestling because the school handpicked them because they got right. through it, whatever. Now parents are leaving back to kids as freshmen. And so now a lot of them are going to the college and they're right during their first year, which means that they, they can, they can practice, but it doesn't count as a year. So now they're post-grad and red shirting. So by the time right. they're freshmen, they're 19 years old or 20 years old. 
Yeah. Sometimes you go against these, these kids are like 24, about 25. Like, these are these aren't the college kids anymore. Yeah. Grown, grown ass men. Too many people, man. I saw an article one time uh, somewhere on Facebook. It said, no, your child's not going to be a pro athlete. And here's why. And it talked about the chances of it actually happening, you know, the odds. But there I couldn't stand when my son played sports in school, man, watching the parents in Little League and basketball leagues, whatever. They all thought their kid was going to the NBA or NFL one day or whatever. It was re- like it was ridiculous, like how serious they took it. They got now they're doing private training five days a week, you know, like on different skills. Oh, it's, it's big business. If you, yeah. if you're running a camp, if you're running a camp for kids, you got one or two yeah. professionals in there. I mean, you can, they, those things are stocked. You got to get on a waiting list. I mean, it is big business. Cause all of them are like, yeah, they need these extra camps so that he could get a D one scholarship and then he could go pro and all this. So yeah, they're, they're absolutely full, yeah. especially when you see so many of them that do make it to that level. And then you see the legends going, yeah, I remember when you were in my quarterback camp and oh yeah, he was at, you know, so, so a lot of them do go through that process. So consequently, it's become a massive industry. That's why the I problem think- with a lot of it is that some of those kids just aren't any good. Like you know, they don't have the base. They're not a good athlete. So no matter how much you work, there's going to be a ceiling. It's like honestly, it's like Shab. Not to make a joke, I'm being serious. He's not funny. He's not ever going to be funny. So it's kind of like CM Punk. There's a there's a ceiling on how good you're going to get. You can work out at Duke Groove. It's 24 hours a day for 10 years. You're not going to be a good fighter because you don't have what it takes to start with. You know, but that's a uh, that was another shit to shit on Shab. I really just but, only but, did. But you know what? <laughs> I mean, but also, I mean, the thing about Shab though is, uh, like when I worked with Piven, when I tore with Piven, Piven was an actor. He came in through an actor. It was very, he was really easy to coach because I would just give him a note. You would get it in two seconds. Literally, I would I would sit there and I gave him a lot of notes after the shows, and he I, he wasn't even paying attention. I'm like blah 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 blah. Second show, he hit every single note. I'm like, wow, that's a guy who's trained. Shab isn't isn't trained, but he could hire writers. Uh, so I don't know who he's hiring, but I mean, he could hire he all the time. A lot of times big names, the TikTok stars, the YouTube stars, the athletes, they, they just have an ego about them. I'm not saying this is shall, but they don't want to like, Oh, I'm funny enough. I don't need to hire writers. If they would just literally, there's so many writers in LA comedy writers. If they just would sit down with somebody and go, okay, here's X amount of money. Let's work on my material. You can punch people up. That's what I did with Henry Cejudo. I mean, Cejudo, for that, I was like, dude, Cejudo fucking killed at the comedy jam. Yeah, because me and him sat down, and I just go, okay, this is where the joke is. This is where the joke, and he fucking boom, boom, boom. I don't know what uh, what the disconnect there is. Um, but also, you have to have to remember a lot of times with these podcasters who become comedians or whatever, they're playing to their fans all the time. So their right. fans are coming to see them. So they know what to expect. A lot of times yeah, they know how unfunny he is. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times they're just happy they're in the room with them. These people, you know, right. they want the picture at the end. They want this. So they, they want that long ass t-shirt with six hours of jokes on it. Two <laughs> hours. They lose them three hours a week. But on the internet, sometimes you know, people who don't listen to them aren't fans. And they're coming from a whole different place. Uh, but anyway, uh, Andre Arlovsky beat Jake Collier. I thought that was a, this guy, Jay Collier was a 300 pound guy, went to a wedding. His friend was like, Hey, I'll get you in shape. Did you jitsu at like age 22? Now he's fighting Arlovsky. Yeah. 185 back to like 280. He obviously is a big dude, but he's uh he's athletic and he's tough. He's a country boy. He still trains like in Missouri. At one point he told me he was like eating squirrels. Like he would like go out and hunt squirrels and eat them and, and like whatever else was out there. And uh, he won, but they fucking gave it to Arlovsky. I, this dude won the fight. 
I, I think he won two out of three. It was a robbery. It was a straight fucking robbery. I don't know what these people were fat phobic or what the judges, but they gave it to Arlovsky. And uh, I thought, I thought he got, he got, he, he uh, got screwed. Greg, what do you think? Oh, could have gone. I think he could have gone either way. I mean, it wasn't that definitive one way or the other. I don't think Kellyer was. Di- and when it was a split decision, I, I was actually curious. I'm like, all right, who are they going to get? I, and that's thing. When you're fighting Arlovsky, a legend in the sport, and you're just this chubby dude named Collier, you know, named Jake. I mean, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to, it's just like any other sport. The legend's going to get the, the edge when it's basically even, and you didn't do that much to prove you were that better. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I was a little surprised, but not that surprised. Uh, and then Andre Feely got knocked out, which sucks. First of all, he's a friend. He's doing my comedy jam two weeks. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, now I can focus on the comedy. Oh my God. <laughs> he went out there against this dude that was throwing like, Mexican haymakers, you know, those fucking like, yeah. like not straight punches. You know how like it's uh, not a punch with a salsa on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cholo swing. It was almost As, like uh, a cholo swing, like a gang punch. And it yeah. caught him. It fucking caught him and uh, caught him clean and knocked him out. And uh, yeah, because Andre was kind of winning. I thought he was easily winning that, you know, right up until then. I think Andre I wins thought- that fight most of the time. I, I just think that he got caught. Uh, yep, that's which, exactly right. Um, and then uh, what other fights uh, happened? Uh, Grant Dawson beat Jared Gordon, which sucks. Cause I well, I like both these guys. Gordon's a guy that was like overdid on heroin a couple times and had all kinds of pill problems and uh, just had a lot of issues. And now he's sober and like just killing it. Well, and- this isn't gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I he told me he I was like, How you doing? He's like, I'm devastated. And I was like, Well, quit dying your beard. Cause he had like that, like super just from NBA. I'm trying to make him. Yeah, he did. But uh, Dawson won. And Dawson's a guy that like, he moved to ATT and he was pretty much undefeated. I'm pretty sure at James Krause's thing. Maybe he has one loss uh, over in Missouri. And, uh, and he moved because he says he's getting better looks for his, his, his like girlfriend slash wife at 105. She's, 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 a, she's a fighter. And uh, he looked great. He looked great. So uh, uh, Fry, did you ever move camps during your career? Yeah, I never what? Move camps? No, no. I have to see. Well, no, that's a lie. On well, one time, um, I went over to uh, San Jose and had Frank Shamrock train me because it was having a real bad. Imagine this. This is a real bad time in my marriage. Yeah, so I needed to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like having Frank Shamrock train you? Well, you know, unfortunately for Frank, there's nothing he could do with me because my back was so bad. So, you know, we would go to the gym, sit in the jacuzzi, get a massage, go to the chiropractor, you know, um, stretch. I mean, that's basically what we did. We, we, we couldn't, couldn't work out, you know? So he that was like what, the last five years I fought. Doctor. <laughs> what? I said, that was like my last five years that I fought, like literally that go to the chiropractor, try to stretch. Yeah. Like we never trained. So. Dude, but right, Greg, right. McCorkle had a fight, right? I'm like, how are you looking? He's like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm doing all kinds of running, blah, blah, blah. He loses. I go, what happened? He goes, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. Um, McCorkle, I honestly think that you could have been top five had you been healthy. I think if I'd have started a little earlier, man, that's my problem. I didn't take a jiu-jitsu class or anything until I was 28 or 29 years old. Like, never wrestled, mm. never anything. So... 
Uh, and then I didn't take it serious till I was 32. Like I didn't even, I just, I fought a couple times, but I mean, I was just going to jujitsu once or twice a week, like just that. So uh, to not actually start training until you're 32 or 33 is kind of a, uh, you know, uh, not really the way to go about it, but it's uh, I had the balls for it for sure, man. I really did like, uh, especially when I started out, I was real gung ho about it and real into it. And, you know, I told you about the fight I fought with, with my shoulder out of socket for two rounds, like two and a half rounds because I would not quit. Like I just didn't have quit in me at that point, but uh you get a little older, a little wiser, and you start realizing you're going to have that the rest of your Like, I tapped in the first time ever in Japan when Satoshi Ishii poked me in the eye, and, like, I, I like I could not see. Like, I thought he ripped my eyeball out. I was, it was that bad. So I ended up tapping. He got me in an arm bar because I was like, I'm not going to have lose an eye and have my arm broken in half in Japan. You know, like, I was like, I'm not going to. I don't even know that they got insurance over there, you know. So, um, but three years before that, I would have fought till he killed me, you know. So, um, Dude, you could have come back with a robot eyeball, that would have been awesome, right? Yeah, that's been something else like Michael Bisping, but you would have uh, like robot eye, you would have robot arm, robot eye, you would have you <laughs> been the six million dollar man, brother. Now, when I saw you in uh, uh, Missouri that time, and you were you were jacked, I mean, you were wearing an affliction shirt, super tight, you're fucking huge, and I, you go, I go, how's it going? You're like, I'm on 10 different kind of steroids right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was in were, shape. Were you really on 10 different kinds of steroids? Maybe not 10. I was at the time I was taking, uh, all right, I'll just be honest. Hopefully my son will never watch this. Cause I always tell him about the dangers of steroids, despite how awesome they are. Um, but, uh, no, I was taking, uh, the, the go-to one for me typically was Anavar, Winstrel, uh, testosterone, Sibonate, uh, running those three at the same time, HGH as like a baseline would be the uh, fourth one. And then, occasionally uh we mix in like um trend is too dangerous to really good like strong one but it's really really dangerous so we typically would go with um the one uh oh gosh it's like called drastanolol i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head masteron is what it's called so maybe i don't know maybe five at the same time but uh not in massive doses just the right amount you know like if i if i was taking a lot of anivar i would take less of testosterone you know so like i never Never took uh, went crazy with dosages or anything, but I was also eating really, really healthy and working out all the time. So that that's a big part of it. Those sound uh, those are organic, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Most of it, yeah, most of it was coming straight from my garden. So um, now, did you have a did you have a doctor that would tell you what to take, or did you? How did you uh, well, I had I had a guy that was as good as a doctor. He was a couple time uh, like uh, state champion as far as Mister whatever you know, and then he placed in the <laughs> state Olympia champion stuff. drug dealer. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he placed in the Mister Olympia stuff in the past. So I mean, he knew what he was doing. But as far as when I very first started taking testosterone, that was from a doctor, uh, as was HGH, because uh, if you've got enough money, that's back when I had money. That's when I wasn't even fighting. Uh, when I had a bunch of money, um, you go to a doctor, they check all your blood levels, and they can see where you're low on HGH, you're low on tests, you're low on this or that, and they will. Uh, that's what I don't want to drop any names, but that's obviously what uh, Lorenzo Fertitta was doing when he was all jacked and massive um, at 50 years old, like gay. <laughs> drop any months, names, like, uh, but uh, here's yeah. one. <laughs> here's one. Here's one if you, you might are, recognize. I love it. How do they guy, test you? Know, you? How do they <laughs> test you for low testosterone? They just start trying to jerk you off, and they're like, "Look, see, you're not even getting high. You fucking got low testosterone." Doesn't work. No, it's uh, if you've ever seen that doctor, I'm sure you've seen it in the newspaper back in the day the usa today i don't know if you guys ever read newspapers but um they used to have his uh, i was trying to make an old joke there with don and i had nothing i, I bailed halfway in on the newspaper thing um i was going to try to do a call back to the cave walls anyway so um there's a there was a doctor that was like 80 years old and just ripped just jacked and it showed oh, yeah. him at right, 60 right, yeah. where he wasn't well apparently that's real and he's a he's a real he's an anti-aging doctor and so he basically experimented on himself and came up with a program so you can get in his program i checked into it back when i had money 
It's about $12,000 a month, but he will optimize all your hormone levels, give you HGH tests, any steroid you want, basically. And they'll, they'll put you like in it. So they call it an anti-aging clinic, but they are, uh, I mean, it's kind of stuff Sylvester Stallone, I'm sure goes to that place or a place like that. All the guys right, that right. are 70 and still ripped are, are doing that. You know, they're well, giving you and the- I believe me, I, I don't think you stopped advertising. I think you're still all over uh, Instagram and, right. uh, and the social media ads. So, because yeah. I see them all, there's one called Stark Life, and one like you know, so the, the, all these old drip dudes like I can show you how to stay like this. It's like, hey. yeah, I thought I used to think it was photoshopped. I really did. Like I thought it was like fake, and I looked into it. And it's really he's a real anti aging doctor, and that's it's legit. Like he's he really is built like that. So it's crazy, man. What uh, if they put your hormone levels at the same as you were when you were 18? It can do some amazing stuff. So. How much now when you were on this stuff and you were fighting? How much different was it when you were not on it versus when you were on it? Uh, well, you, you know, well, test is the big thing because test is like, if I have low testosterone anyway, like legitimately before I ever started fighting, I had really low testosterone. Um, so when you're taking that or not taking that, you know, it's a big difference. The problem with me is I didn't know there was a TRT exemption. I never even heard of anything. So I had to go off of even my testosterone four weeks out in order to pass the test. The test they never gave me, I was never once drug tested or any kind of test in the UFC. Um, so I would go off for nothing, but I would feel like shit after two and a half, three weeks of being on testosterone. Because I mean, it goes to you can't even get a heart on like you can't you know what i mean like it, it yeah, kills yeah. your test levels and here you are supposed to fight somebody when you've been starving to make weight you have no testosterone in your body like it's a it's a terrible thing you're really emotional but uh, yeah different yeah but if you think about it that is the last place you want to get a heart on in one way it's working for you you know uh don but, uh, have you, don do you ever get offered any any uh testosterone or hgh or steroids of course, as a pro athlete, come on, man. And then oh, it's, it's like it's like a, it's like a uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like a, a pro, <laughs> pro like, it's like a comedian uh, never borrowing a joke, you know. Shit. <laughs> but you said no, right? I said no. <laughs> I said no. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. Not, not here. Like, here in the ass. Don's like, I don't know how that will interact with the Viking that I'm taking, so I don't know if I should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might interfere with my buzz. That's like that's like that's like the entire 70s of professional football. I mean, those guys yeah. were going bonkers on steroids. That's what that's what uh gave Lyle Alzado is yeah. uh his, you know the brain cancer was he was like, Yeah, I took a fuck ton of steroids all the time. And they were saying he, oh, he yeah. jacking himself up before the game, just fucking da, da, da. you watch that 86, <laughs> you watch the 86 Mets doc- documentary about the Mets. They had like a uh, bowl, there, there, there like a I, I can like, tell you no, and I can tell you why, because of the Mets. No, the Mets but <laughs> it was the greatest team ever, but they would literally have like a bowl of like, I don't know if it was Adderalls or uppers, whatever. They kept it like in the locker room and people would just grab it, take it. They're like the ball was like this big. <laughs> they say, they say amphetamines really do like make your focus so sharp. The real strongs like that, that it actually almost slows the ball down to your perception when they're throwing it. Like, it yeah, actually, you're so hyper-focused. I was never good at baseball or played, so I don't know. Well, it's like that. that one guy that threw a perfect game on acid, you know, like yeah. to him, he was like, the whole thing looked too easy, so he was able to control it, I guess. I don't know. So uh, other fights that happened over the weekend, Darren Elkins, man, the guy cannot be in a boring fight. But he's one of those fights, but he's so frustrating because 
He looked amazing. He won his fight. They should basically have like a blood donation thing next to the octagon because just bloods is spitting out even when he wins. But then that's what I was thinking. It was like the worst thing that possibly happened to him happened to him. He won. So (laughs) why? Because now he's gonna fight again. Yes. (laughs) He loves. He loves fighting, and this is what he wants to do. But he keeps. He's winning. Um, and then uh, Jocko beat Mearshart, which kind of sucks. There's a heavyweight, though. Dude, can we talk about that for one second? Because Gerald Mearshart, I mean, I know he rarely looks enthusiastic, but he genuinely looked disinterested in the fight. That's his face. That's how he felt. I know, no, I know that that's his face, but like his style, his everything about it looked like he really didn't want to be there. I, I don't know that we see a lot more Mearshart. He won three in a row before that, though. I, I I I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know why there would be a change, but he looked genuinely not interested in being. They asked him, by the way, Sean. They go, "Who do you want to fight next?" He goes, "I want to take the Sean O'Malley thing, where you give me a bunch of bums, and then I just beat him, and I, and then I get a ton of money for beating no names." He literally said that. That's <laughs> awesome. He probably was serious too. I used to say that being serious, they would ask me who I want to fight next. And I'd be like the worst heavyweight in the UFC, unless that's me. And then I'll take the second worst heavyweight in the UFC if given my option. Dude, my favorite was when you fought uh, Putinowski. You're like, this is the battle of who has better steroids. Yeah, <laughs> like, his steroids better than mine. Yeah. Like he said that. And the guy interviewing him was like, I think he was like brand new, like this like kid. And he looked at him like, uh, how do I respond to this? Like, yeah, that was uh yeah, it's, uh, that was a shame because that was true. It really was. Like I uh I, I was so happy when I fought him to fight somebody with worse cardio than me. Like he was turning purple 30 seconds in. I was like, dude, this is how everyone who ever fought me felt, like knowing I was way more tired than them. That must have been an awesome feeling. So, <laughs> so there's this heavyweight guy who's 15 and 16 and 0 from Moldova who he was the biggest favorite of all time, Sean. He was. Uh, I heard that. Yeah. Minus two thousand, right? As, as soon as he got, I was like, oh, but, you know, if I had money right now, I bet on Chase Sherman. You never know. The guy hits hard. Uh, Sherman could stop him. You know, you never. Dude, it was such a beating. There was a reason it was minus two thousand. He just yeah. took him down like a like a child. And just beat the shit out of him. Like that really surprised me because Sherman, his record's not the best, but that dude can fight, man. I actually know him a little bit. He he can fight. He hits hard. Like it's uh he hasn't done as well in the UFC as I thought he would do, but uh yeah, he he's not a joke, man. That dude can he's dude, tough. Guy from Moldova, because he had a couple fights where I didn't think he looked that great, but he's now getting ripped. He started off like kind of fat a couple fights ago. He almost has like a fat six pack. Have you ever seen one before? Like <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's you know, world champion wrestler, he's gonna be tough to beat. This guy, uh, I'm I'm curious to see how he does because his wrestling there's not that many good wrestlers in the heavyweight division right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he beat him, amazing. he beat him pretty yeah. handily when they started wrestling. As you know, I hate it when heavyweights wrestle. Right. Uh, but I mean it was over so quickly, I was like, Well, at least you made good use of it. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, hey, real quick before I forget, I'm not to change subjects, but did you guys see the video out that's of Bruce Buffer telling a Cosmo Chamayev to back up? Um, no. before he fought, before Chamaya fought his last, is he behind uh, him at the time? No, <laughs> that's a good joke. No, I wish, damn it, Greg beat me to it. I wish I'd sorry, that. I no. thought that's where you were going with it. I no, was literally no, trying no. to beat you to the I thought, no. I literally thought that's like you were teasing us, like, here's the setup. Can you get right. the punch? No, I like, wish. No, he uh, he actually, Chamaya was going toward Gilbert Burns before the fight started, and there's a video of um. Uh, the buffer comes out and tells him back up like one time tells him to go back to his cage like he's in charge but i actually heard the i heard the uh the live audio that no one else caught i guess that you know some random microphone caught and uh what did it say 
Yeah, it was weird because Buffer came out and said, tell you what, man, you keep walking up here. Somebody's going to get their dick sucked. And so that's when Chemayev walked back. He didn't want any part of that. So um... Is this, have you heard of that guy named, you ever heard of that guy named Booger Beard? <laughs> no. He's this guy who's like this like. He's a he's a really funny guy. He's a guy. I think he was like a comedian, kind of a rocker, but kind of a chubby guy. Chubby guy with a huge beard, and he, and he all he does is threaten to, to blow fighters. <laughs> like he's like, dude, if I find you, I'm gonna suck your cock. Like like all like that's his like stick. I'm gonna beat you off. And like literally, it kind of went viral. Like he sort of like does, uh, does he oddly look like Dominic Cruz in disguise? <laughs> No, it's like he's like from like Saskatchewan or something, right? And and like, what's his name? Loves him, style bender. Like gave him a hug. Like it, like I, I bet he does. Flew him out to the. I bet he really right, loves him. Like sat him in like the front row and like hugged him after. He makes videos threatening to blow guys. Listen, every guy wants to get a blowjob after a fight. I, that makes sense to me. Did you guys see the uh, was that women's fight? The I heard the women's fight is maybe the greatest fight in the history. The boxing one, I didn't see it. I, I didn't, I didn't see, it. see it. I heard literally heard people I respect say it's the best fight they've ever seen in any discipline. Like they said, it's the I don't, I don't know. I find it hard to believe the two women put on that kind of a show, but um, I don't no, know. It was the first, you know, what? it was the first time that girls boxing ever headlined the garden. So it was boxing, yeah, it was boxing, and it was oh, the okay. best female boxer in the world fighting each other, Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Uh, they were both undefeated, I believe, and uh, it was said it was, it was like Gotti Ward for women. So I I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nathan Levy won. He's from Israel. Uh, great dude. Afterwards, he was like, he um, he said, you know, it's Holocaust Remembrance Day, and he dedicated it to all the. He's like going to donate some of the stuff to you know people that are related to victims of the Holocaust or victims. Of, and uh, it was super, super nice, but it didn't exactly. Didn't like his opponent? Didn't exactly. I'm going to donate to uh, victims uh, like my opponent who I beat in remembrance of the Holocaust. Dude, it was, so. it was like, dude, it was like, it was great. But it's hard to like, um, you guys ever see when like Justin Bieber saw the Anne Frank, went to the Anne Frank house and he wrote like, <laughs> and he wrote like on her wall, like she would have been a believer. Yeah, I'd like to believe that she would have been a believer. Like, <laughs> people got like, oh. people got really mad at that. Like, uh, like not the time. I, I think people just don't. You know, it's hard to, um, for. Like, I, I can see Anne Frank hiding in the closet with uh, with Bruce Buffer. No, hiding in the closet from the Nazis oh, as they boy. come raid her town, thinking, "Man, if only I had a Justin Bieber uh, <laughs> like, TV right now." Like, yeah. She, in fact, not, not many people know this. But that's actually how she got found. She got caught because they gave her a little radio and right. she was trying to listen to Justin Bieber. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and that's how they found. I don't know if I wrote this joke or like I heard it or like I, I dreamt about it. But because uh, I because I thought of it, I'm like, oh, you ever think of a joke, Greg? You're like, oh, and I'm like, did I hear, ever hear that before? But there's, a, there's like a gift shop in the Anne Frank house. I heard there's a gift shop. Like, what are they? Someone did. I have heard this joke. You heard that? You heard that premise? Like, yeah. Like, like, like okay. I go good. I'm a, but uh, but like, why would there be a gift? Like, what are you gonna buy? Like, like what are they possibly gonna sell at the gift shop? And that reminds me of that joke I thought I made up. I really thought I made this up. Speaking of Jews, but uh, I asked somebody one time if Jesus was Jewish, why do you have a Puerto Rican name? And uh, like, I, I thought I made that up, and then I saw some like comedian 1965 said it. Someone said, "Oh yeah, you stole that," and pulled out some real old comedian thing or whatever. I was like, dude, I really don't think I heard that, that comedy, oh, whatever hate, it would I be. Hate when comics do that. Or I, hate, I hate when I tweet something and someone's like, you should look at me. I'm like, I don't even follow you. 
Like, right. how would I? Well, like, and that's that's the thing about observational comedy, which most comedy is based on an observation. Is that if you see it, somebody else sees it too. I mean, that's just the way right. life is. It's parallel yeah, yeah. thinking. It's, you know, I say we all draw from the same pool of observation. We're all looking around the world for funny little, you know, inconsistencies that we think are, are funny. Oh, so guess what? Th that wasn't invented today, which means I'm not the first person to see this. Right, I mean, right. it just, it does happen a lot especially in comedy and people who don't know comedy like to think that they're, and the other thing about that is people often like to believe that whoever they hear someone do a joke first, that that's the person who wrote it. Right. And if they see somebody else do it, they're like, you stole it from that person. I'm like, no, that's who you, they stole it from me. Or you right. just saw right. them do it first. Right. So you think that's the original, but you don't know that. Maybe they saw me do it, and that's where they got it. It's and weird so that a lot of comedians are all looking for something funny, like to put in their act. And Brendan Schaub can't find anything. <laughs> like he's, we're all looking through the, the same world through the same eyes, and that fucker can't see anything. But. Yeah, he married it. He was like, uh, "There's got to be some humor here." <laughs> right. Um. So, uh, what, what else? Oh, Bubba Jenkins won his fight. Yeah, um, actually, it was a great fight. I loved watching it. Good work on Bubba's part. Also, Francisco Figueredo, the the younger brother. Is he the younger brother of of uh, what's I don't his know. of the champ, or is he the older? I, I I was looking at him. I'm like, I can't really tell if he's an older or younger. I think he's the younger brother of Davidson, though. But he looked really good too. Yeah, there was there was a heavyweight, a six foot seven heavyweight who won his fight PFL, who did like a backflip afterwards. Uh, it was damn impressive. I wanted to show you Sean, but then. If I post it, we're going to get the... Did Francisco, did Figueredo, did he do a leg lock? Was he the yeah, one that did... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, here comes the... It's like when something becomes popular all of a sudden, everyone starts doing it. Not that they couldn't do it before. It's like the calf kick. People yeah. really didn't do a lot of calf kicks, and all of a sudden, everybody started doing calf kicks. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of more leg locks now. I saw, like, 10 guys... I did, I, I, I did the calf kick. I, I invented a calf kick because I couldn't kick above the knee. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I invented the calf kick because I'm fucking short. Don, you said that you actually fought the best guy in like K1 history without ever throwing a kick before in K1. Yeah. Pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> That's, That's one adjective. Some might say amazing. Some might say impressive. Um, so I would this say week, dumb. <laughs> this, this week and this week on Friday in Bellator, Ryan Bader is fighting Czech Congo. Um, I say Bader. Will I'm late. <laughs> All right, I've been waiting years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had a fight before. I think they fought before. I think Bader won. I think they fought before too. Yeah. But then also Sean Melvin Manhof is fighting Yoel Romero. Uh, is he really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> They already tried walking to the to the octagon. Uh, I mean, it's like a combined age of like two hundred and. I mean, Yo, Yo Romero's in his like forties. We don't know how old he is. Is he really? Yeah, I was gonna say how old. I didn't think he was that old though. But I guess maybe we is, should check yeah. his doctor records of that old man doctor I was telling you about earlier because I guarantee <laughs> you he's on a program of some kind of that age, looking like that. So. And man, who? But this is gonna be a good fight though. For the minute. Wait, that wait, 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 is 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 uh. Is he uh, 46 in uh, Mad Tinker in standard? You know, since yeah, right, exactly. Ah, good call. <laughs> That's true. But man, who can punch? I mean, who do you think wins this fight? Oh, God, oh, God damn. We used to watch him when he's in his prime over there in Pride. You know, uh, I mean, he could kick. Oh, my God. He, 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 he could kick a car, you know, and, and dent the car. I mean, uh, 
geez, he was a machine. Man, he was a machine back when then. And God damn. <laughs> so who do you think wins the fight? Romero or Manhoof? Uh, I, I hate to I hate to pick on that one because I my heart's for Manhoof, but um, you know, the way, the way my my uh guesses go, that would that would mean uh Romero's gonna win. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he got the Don Fry, the Don Fry seal of approval. <laughs> now the fight is in Paris. That is Sean and picking, you know. Sure. Yeah, just tell me who you want to win, and I'll bet on the other guy, and we'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> the, exactly. uh, I'll tell you a funny story real quick about Melvin Manhoof. He's got a coach. I can't remember what his name is. Um, he's probably five foot tall and five foot wide. Like he's not very big. Uh, or yeah. like a bigger dude, you know, but not real tall. But um, I, when I was over fighting Pujanowski, I was hitting pads, like just getting warmed up, like we were doing a little workout that week or something. And uh, he came up and tried to like correct me on something I was doing, throwing a punch or whatever. And I didn't, to look at him, you wouldn't think he knew anything about fighting. I didn't know who he was, was at the hotel, like in a little ballroom or something. And he came up and I was like, okay, thanks, man. And I like, kind of blew him off after like, you know, a couple minutes of instruction. And then I saw him later on hanging out with Melvin Manhoof. And I looked it up and he's like one of the best striking coaches in the world <laughs> who like, came up trying to help me out of the goodness of his heart, trying to show me something I was doing wrong. But you get so much of that when you're a fighter, like people trying to come up and tell you, Hey man, let me show you what you're doing wrong. Like, you know, like fitness or whatever, like you're hitting the heavy bag and be like, thanks man. I'm, I'm actually a pro fighter. Oh yeah. Who you train under? Like, cause it's just some random guy. So I thought this guy looking at him, I was like, what the, get the hell out of here, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to what did he do tell a you? workout or whatever. What were you doing? wrong? Uh, he was trying to tell me, I think he was trying to tell me like when I was, um, Step into jab or something like to not switch levels or something like that. It was something real, like like something a big mistake I was making. I stepped with my jab and uh, showing me something like that, but I wasn't really listening because I was like, he kind of interrupted me, and I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, like he didn't speak great English, and he had a voice like uh, like uh, like uh, Vito Corleone if he had just drank some moonshine, like when he was talking, he's like, yeah, yeah, right. like trying to explain. I was like, thanks, thanks, man, cool. Oh, appreciate it, thanks. Like wondering yeah. if he wants a picture with me, and then I'll have to look up who it is. It's Melvin Manhoof's striking coach, but he's literally, I guess, world-renowned, one of the best striking coaches in the world. So I blew him off, like, uh, didn't want to hear anything he had to say because I was such an elite striker. You know, I could do that. So. <laughs> hey, man. You know. uh, hey, so listen, uh, just as a matter of uh, uh, um, bookkeeping here, I'm looking at Bellator's website, and it says Romero's fighting Alex Polisi. Okay, so according, according mm-hmm. to... Maybe maybe uh, MMA junkie is what I'm getting it for. Hopefully, hopefully he's I don't know. Hopefully he's now even Bellator doesn't know who's fighting. <laughs> even they don't know what's. Yeah, fighting. apparently it is Manu, but he can't. He doesn't know when it is or where it is. So it's like uh, WWE, where you have like a mystery opponent, you don't know who's going to come out. And then, yeah. Uh, so PFL, which is now Friday. So it was Thursday last week and Wednesday the week before. So not only do they not like tell you. Like they switch the days on you. It's one of those things where, like, you find out the girl's a squirter. Like, you never know what is going to happen. Uh, but I guess you're happy when it does. So Kayla Harrison is taking on Marina Mach, not Kina. Uh, I don't know much about her, but Kayla Harrison is going for her third million dollar uh, if she wins this, and she's got to be a huge favorite. She's undefeated. You know, two-time Olympic judo, uh, and the girl's been through everything, man. Like I talk about it, but. Her judo coach molested her, molested a bunch of girls back in the day. Uh, a lot of people. He's he's in jail for life. Kayla's came, came from like a, a rough kind of upbringing. She she like won the gold twice. Her sister had some issues, and so now she has two kids. She's taking care of her sister of her sister's kids. She's an amazing person, exceptional human being. Uh, so good for Kayla. Uh, also, yeah, and I challenged her for a fight because. 
I, I feel like a woman. Um, I identify as a uh, as a woman, and I challenge her <laughs> to a million dollar fight. Okay, we will tell her that. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, Ray, Cooper- honestly, that would sell out. I mean, I I'd pay to see that. Ray Cooper the third is taking on Magomed Umalatov, who's eleven and zero. Cooper won million dollars twice already. Anthony Pettis is fighting. Miles Price. I don't know him. Rory McDonald fighting Brett Cooper. So they got a bunch of guys. Uh, PFL this week, a bunch of names. So hopefully uh, people will watch it. And then UFC 274 this Saturday. Oliveira versus Gaethje. I think Oliveira wins. Gaethje seems to kind of either psych himself up or he doesn't fight like he does when he fights guys that like are when he whenever he steps up, steps up. It seems like he just doesn't do what he, he he's capable of. Um, and I think Oliveira is going to win this fight. Who do we, uh, Sean, who, who do we think is going to win this fight? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet against uh, Oliveira at this point, man, with how he's been looking. Um, and you're all right on Gaethje. He's, I mean, he's usually pretty good, but it does seem like in the big moments he struggles a little bit sometimes, at least from the Khabib fight and a couple other ones. But uh, if I had to bet, I would probably bet Oliveira, so count on Gaethje winning. That would be my, that would be my. Uh, <laughs> well, since Gaethje's an Arizona boy, you know, I'm going to with uh, with uh, Now the fight's in Phoenix. Are you going to go? Uh, well, I'm supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to. <laughs> well, the last event you went, uh, you got some kind of a lot of some some, some yeah, stuff went yeah, down. I some, you know, I might hell, I might go just for that now. That's a good idea. That reminds me. You know, I haven't been out in the uh, New York Post had me, uh, TMZ had me. I've, Shit, I guess it's time for me to step out again and, you know, play the field and let me know I'm alive. So. All right, but can we not, like, if somebody annoys you, let's maybe not, you know, just take a deep breath, you know, relax. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. It's been copied. People have been copying me. Mike Tyson copied me. Right. Um, <laughs> who was the other Who was the other guy who just slapped some money around? You know? Will Smith. What? Will Smith. I- <laughs> Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, they yeah they both been copying me. So shit, what? Why, why not just keep it rolling? See who see who follows me now. It's like a, you're like the t- yeah TikTok trend, uh, where you go around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that, by the way, that was a very. I know we never talked about that punch because of some stuff, but it was a nice punch, Don. I mean, you, I think you you uh, still got it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the, I was sitting there, I was sitting there watching a fight, and it was over. So these people. Behind me, got up and left a bunch of them, about four or five, and they kept bumping my hat. So I leaned forward. Next thing I know, my hat falls into my lap. I go, wait a second. That's bullshit. Have I told you this story? No. No. Keep going. Oh. Okay. So I said, that's bullshit. So I stood up, put my hat on, walked over to the guy. He said, I said something to him. He said something to me. I said something to him. He said something to me, and then walked away. And I said, wait a second. I ain't done yet. You know, I I followed him. I followed him. And I said, hey, and he's turned around. I took off my hat and I slapped him in the face of the hat, my hat a couple of times and um, just brushed him, you know, my hat. And um, then I put it on. He said something. I said something. He said something. I said something. Then he said, well, we go outside. Next thing I know, my left hand just took off on his own, you know, just two fingers, just the middle, middle two fingers slapped him. You know, now, and 
Yeah. And so this buddy grabbed him and the uh, he stepped in between and grabbed me and I said, "Fuck this! I can't. Well, I can't go outside. It's too fucking far." <laughs> we're fighting. We're fighting right here. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man. From experience, there is nothing in the world funnier or better than the look on someone's face when you smack them when they didn't think actually do it. Like when they thought, oh yeah, what are you going to do? And you smack them. The realization of that it's real and this dude will kick my ass is all over their face and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, did you see the face on the idiot that uh, Tyson slapped around? Yeah, his yeah, yeah. What a dumbass. His bottom lip sticking out. He's pouting. Uh, yeah, you I can't believe he didn't let me just say all that shit. Now, Don, uh, fucking Tyson. Don, Tyson's your... fucking uncivilized. Now, Don, it was, it was your MAGA hat, right? It was your MAGA hat? No, I had a baseball, I had my cowboy hat on. Yeah. Oh, my cowboy hat. Hat on. Do, you think that, do you think the guy was just trying to fuck with you for some reason? Yeah. I mean, why else would my hat fall off into my lap, you know? What I mean, an come asshole. On. What an asshole. Well, yeah, well, I, I don't know if the guy won or the guy lost or what it was. Or, you know, they're all, they all being fucking assholes. And uh, it's just... Everybody's bumping my head. I lean forward to stop it. The next thing you know, it's, it just knocked off my head. Fuck you. You know, shit. Man, the UFC is lucky that doesn't happen more often because people do fuck with fighters. Like, people think they know you because they see you on TV or something, so they think they come and say shit to your fuck with you like that. You know, like, it's not... Uh... Like, you don't know them like that. You know what I mean? But I've seen it happen a hundred well, times. Yeah, people. and they also think it's like they're shot at the title. Right. You know? It's like right. they're shot to prove that they could be a real fighter. If they just really dedicated themselves to it, you know, by catching you off guard when you're not in fight mode at all. What happens and... to like respect your elders? Like respect the like Don's like I mean, if I met Don Fry, I didn't know him. I'd be like, hey Don, you know, nice to meet you, big fan. That that's it. Like fuck you gonna like Mike Tyson, dude. Thank you for all those amazing fights. Take your seat. Shut up. It's like what what are people doing? Also respect, just respect people's privacy. Yeah, you don't know this person. I don't know you. You don't leave me alone. I don't know you. You know, now, I mean, uh, people just stay out of me unless it's to come up and be complimentary. And, you know, then if they don't feel like talking, they don't feel like talking. I mean, everybody yeah. feels like everyone's supposed to be, you know, ready to engage at all times. And they're just not. Uh, Rose Nava Yunus versus Carla Esparza. I'm calling it right now. Carla's going to win. Uh, a lot of people are picking Rose. I think Carla is Carla's already beaten her. And uh, I think Carla's gonna gonna win again. I, Carla, I, she was the one that slammed her on her head. Is that Carla? No, that was uh, Jessica Andrade. Carla's oh. Carla's the one that won on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Basically, just took her down and just took. I was gonna say, but Carla is a great wrestler, which is the shot that she's got here. Yeah. Against Rose is that she's a great wrestler, but I don't I don't think she's got I think Rose has just gotten that much better. And while Carla's game has improved, and I think she really I, I love watching Car I, I'm always impressed by Carla. I don't I don't think she wins this one. Um Sean. Hey, I'll go Rose. I like Carla too. All right. I like I'm Carla, you know, she's a hell of a fighter and I respect her, but uh I gotta I gotta school on Rose. You know, if Rose would grow her hair back, man, I'd I'd run away with her. You know, throw her over my shoulder, <laughs> drag her back to my cave. I think she's I think she's married now. Uh, yeah, shit, I knew it. Sorry, sorry, buddy. The window, the window was Damn open. It. Which, by the way, so uh, Sean Strickland recently tweeted, 
Women are easy targets for male coaches. Automatically assume weird father role, which turns into a hero worship complex. The fact you started to train with them at 12, 100% grooming sexual predator. Tell me about my facts wrong, and I'll apologize now. That's a bit about, about Aspen Ladd, who I guess uh, uh, trains with his groomer. I mean, I mean trains with her. Oh, her, oh um, boy. She's dating her trainer, uh, Jim West. I guess he was with her groomer. With her I feel like it wasn't that far off when right. at the end of the at the end of this story, I think that you may be more right than wrong. I, know, I didn't mean to change the group. Like her trainer, uh, I guess it was like really hard on her one day during a fight. And now people are saying Pat Barry be hoping Sean does not out him. Someone said, What's the story on that? And then I guess people say she was 14 or 15 when they, when like they met. Um, and then uh, there's a big age difference, but I think she was, some people will say she was 18 when they met. Some people say that she was 14 when he fell in love with her. I don't know the whole story. I don't, so I don't want to speak. Well, I got to tell you, no matter which version you land on, doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound wildly appropriate, whether she was 14 or 18. It doesn't sound, this ain't a good look. No, but one's obviously 18 is legal. Um, sure, but it's then, still, you know, I mean, she's still a young woman. Of course. Of you course. know. Uh, do you have any uh, comments, Sean, about this? I can't get over trains with her groomer. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, you really nailed it right out of the gate there, Adam. Right. That was quite a moment. Real highlight, real moment for this podcast. I, yeah. no, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why Rose um, shaves her head. I don't know if there's a, is there a story behind that or something. Like it's a little like. Uh, yeah, I don't, she didn't. yeah, she said that she didn't want to be known as the pretty girl fighter. You know, the beautiful. And she's gorgeous with long hair. Fucking gorgeous. So she she cut her hair just so that she'd be taken seriously, you know? And I, okay, fine. You're the world champion. It's a fight. Now grow your fucking back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't I, don't, know. I, I think you just made her point there, Don. I, uh... <laughs> I don't know why any girl would ever want to, a fighter would want to be pretty because that's certainly never helped anyone else in their career ever in any field being good looking, you know? Like, uh, yeah, that doesn't, uh, I would take every, I, I used how good looking I was to my advantage all the time, man, you know, so. Um, now, but you you hung out with Pat Barry before, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm still holding a grudge. He never called. He had uh, he got poked in his eye in a fight, and I saw him in an interview. Had the exact same symptoms as I did when I fought Ishii, like I was talking about earlier. I like I have, still to this day, if I look up, I get double vision. Um, like, uh, and I didn't have insurance at the time, and he said that a doctor, like in the interview, he said, "Oh, this doctor fixed it for me." Blah blah blah. So I uh, texted him. I said, "Hey Pat, what did they diagnose you with your eye? I've got the exact same symptoms. I got poked in the eye and." Uh, like, I don't have insurance. Like, I can't, like, afford to go to a doctor, like a real one, you know, and uh, or a good one. And he's like, hey, I'll, I'll hit you back, man. Nothing. So, like, six months later, hey, man, I still can't see on my left eye. It's like, double vision. Like, is there any way you can tell me, like, what, uh, like, still nothing? So, I see him in person a couple months after that at a UFC and stopped him. He was like, Pat, remember I've been trying to get a hold of you for like a year about your eye? Like, I still have problems, man. What did they say? He's like, dude, I got to run. I'll call you back in like five minutes or I'll call you uh, in five minutes. Never did. So, I'm like holding a grudge. I'm holding a grudge against Joe Rogan, too, because, uh, I was checking about stem cells in South America before I knew that where Don went and all that. And I texted him and told him, man, I'm having a real hard, like not give my life story, but dude, I'm really struggling. Do you know how much his mom went to the certain doctor down there to get stem cells said it changed her life. She can walk five miles a day. Now she could barely walk before she's going to be wheelchair bound. And so he answered like seven questions. I didn't ask like in the text back, like it was just like a bunch of stuff that didn't have anything to do with what I asked. And I was like, okay, cool, man. So, Hey, do you know what doctor she went to and how much it cost? Nothing back. Like, so I wait like two weeks. Hey, man, I really hate to buy you. I know you're busy, but like, uh, could you tell me what doctor that your 
you know, your mom went to, cause I'm really struggling with my back here with like nothing back. So I was just like, uh, uh, like, okay, cool. So maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll get in a group chat with him and Pat Barry and get some kind of, I asked Pat that. what doctor he took Rose to. He said, Dr. Seuss. So, right. Uh, oh, anyway, boy. What happens when you wow. train with the groomer? I, I just want to know how long ago you loaded that one. Up. I was I was waiting to show at the end of the story. Oh, so yeah. I ready for it. Oh. All right. Now Michael Chandler is taking on Tony Ferguson. Now this is the fight of the card right here, baby. You're no paying idea. your money for this fight right Wait, here. Wait, that's this weekend? Yeah. yeah. But I kind of feel I, like I haven't heard of any of this. I don't if I've been out of the loop, I haven't heard of any of these fights. Like I didn't know they were happening. Yeah, no, because they have them every single week. You kind of just yeah. stop talking. Yeah. It's like, wake me up when we're at the good ones. Well, this is so, the good one. It's this Saturday. Michael Chandler is a great guy. Uh, I think he adopted another kid um, from, I don't know where the kid's from, uh, a little black kid. First one was black. I said that, like, uh, doesn't matter what color it is. It doesn't matter what color it is, but Michael Chandler is just a good human being. Um, and he's, uh, Tony Ferguson just looked terrible his last couple of fights. I hate that. Yeah, I think this time, I think this lines up really good for Chandler because even though he's coming off a loss, I think he's like in a position to come off a loss with a win. Whereas I think Ferguson is like just kind of just on the downside yeah. of his career. I mean, five years ago, I would have said Tony Ferguson wins this hands down. Yeah. But right now, yeah. I think Chandler fucking runs through him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and at a certain point, someone's got to tell Tony, like, "Hey, man." You were the amazing, the best fighter in the world, one of them. But you hit a wall, and it's just this is not good. Well, he also took never... so much damage in his fights. You yeah. know, his his fights were wars. What were you saying? Isn't it a shame we never got to see him and Khabib? Like that is like there's certain things, man. Like we never got to see Fedor versus Brock Lesnar. Like there's fights that to this day still burn me up. Like that fight should have happened, man. I know they tried to do it several times, but. They should have figured a way out to make that happen because then oh, both of their tripped, peak would have been He wore amazing. sunglasses inside and tripped the day before over a wire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it, uh, that was it. That was it. Uh, I, would like, I would like an explanation one day. I always hear Dana say that he has to offer guys three fights a year. And then uh, I was looking at some of these guys that are like, uh, like John Jones has fought something like six times in the last seven years total. Um, Nate Diaz, I think, has only fought whatever, five times in six years or something like that. Like it, uh, there's no way they're offering them that many and they're turning them down. Like, I would like to see them more. I think, man, guys should fight at least twice a year. Really, I think they should fight four or five times, but at least right. twice see, a year. See, I think with those guys, he does offer them fights, and I think they do turn it down. You know, yeah. I think they look at the amount of work, the things they would have to stop doing to do it, et cetera, and I think it's just not interesting to I them. Think I don't so. think they – I think Jones also has been suspended left and right. So, he's like, he probably can't get offered fights because he's been suspended. Uh, yeah. Don, Don, who wins this fight, Ferguson or Chandler? Oh man, don't ask me. That's, I like them both. I like them both. <laughs> Got it. I gotta take the push. Uh, also, Shogun is fighting OSP on this card. Uh, <laughs> random fight, uh, but also a good fight. I mean, this has the potential to be another really good fight. I mean, yeah, they're both old, but I mean, it it, it has the potential to be a really good fight. Yes, it does. If OSP lets his hands go, somebody and Donald Cerrone is fighting Joe Lozon. On this card, like this has this. Like, did they combine a belt with a UFC card or something? Is that finally? Did they finally co-promote? Because those last two sound like the main event, co-main event of the Bellator. Yeah, it really does, right? Um, I think Lozon wins this. I, I like Cerrone, but he hasn't looked at the same either his last couple of fights. But and Lozon mm -hmm. still looks good. Um, but you never I know. Just... Cerrone's one of those guys that, like, all of a sudden, just 
puts on a fucking great performance when you're not expecting it. Um, on the undercard, Randy Brown taking on Chaos Williams. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, Macy Chasen, who had, didn't she just fight? It's fighting on Norma Dumont. Matt Schnell versus uh, Brandon Royval. That's a great fight. Uh, Tracy Cortez was like the hottest woman ever to fight in the UFC. Is fighting Melissa Gatto. You should shave her head. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, though, for, for being such a, a draw, she is, uh, she's on the early prelims. Yeah, early, early. Uh, Loopy. Loopy Godinez, who fought like two times in two weeks. Oh, yeah. I, Lupe, I like right? her a lot. Is it Lupe or Loopy? Is it Lupe it's normally not Loopy? Okay, it's Loopy's spelled Loopy. Like Just so you know, I know Lupe... Lupe, because I am actually am Mexican. Uh, Lupe is L U P E, and this is Loopy. This is L O O P Y. This legit says Loopy. That's awesome. Um, and then the Ultimate Fighter stars tonight, by the way. Also, Juliana Pena is the yeah. coach, as the coach, uh, as well as uh, Amanda Nunez. So, dude. So I, I watched like they had a preview of it. I'm, I'm on the, the cruise ship. So they had like four stations. So they had this girl who I know who's like super hot caitlin Neal. she's like gorgeous right and she's she's one of the contestants this year and she's crying because her father passed away while she's on the show like a week before oof, oof, and, but she's like i didn't really know my dad he wasn't a great guy you know he had a drug problem and you know he, oh then yay um, no but like <laughs> like just basically like she's going all the right so then they cut back to the girl in the studio like the announcer she's like well just know he's very proud of you I'm like, 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 like that was like, which was nice, but like, that's such, that's such the, what's the standard thing to say right here? He's very proud of you. He's up there looking down on you right now going, who the hell is that? Yeah, he's, he's obviously more proud of her than she is of him, apparently. So. Yeah. It was like one of those things where like, uh, am I missing something? Like what? Uh, the, like the, the disconnect, it's kind of reminding me a little bit like when when my when my stepmom died. My mom died. I posted a picture of me and her at our wedding, and I, I wrote you know R.I.P. in this long thing, and everyone's like you know sorry, sorry, sorry if you lost. And then my old like headmaster at my school, who's like old old, he wrote he took a picture. He just wrote congratulations because <laughs> he thought like, <laughs> like I got wow. married to her or something, or she was my wife. Like he didn't read the comment, and people were like, "You sick oh, fuck? My. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So. Like, what this guy do? Marry his groomer? <laughs> uh, so, Colby Covington is now suing uh, or pressing charges against Mosfell um, because he says he lost his tooth. His tooth is knocked out. But I think it was, I don't think it was a real tooth. But he also says he's got brain injury from the beating. Uh, so, what do you think right now? He's a Democrat. <laughs> Democrat now. <laughs> so, uh, um, he says he's sustaining a brain injury and also, uh, that Masvidal broke his Rolex as well. He was wearing a Rolex. And I guess, uh, Masvidal's lawyer is saying it was a fake Rolex. Um, so they're going back and that, yeah. And now he has, he has a restraining order against He had him. a fake tooth, a fake Rolex. Like, yeah, yeah. he's got a fake brain injury. Like, what is going on, man? It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, you know what, though? I mean, regardless of what you think, I mean, one's a sanctioned fight. One is an assault. I mean, yeah, that's just no, the way it goes. I mean, 100%. you know. That Motswell's in the wrong. 
Yeah, like, I mean, sorry, you can't do that. No matter how much you say, you know, whatever you say, you knew I was going to do it. doesn't matter. It doesn't make it legal. It doesn't make it right. You had your chance and you got fucking killed. Now you want to fucking take it up. Nah, nah, nah. I heard so. he was with, with like three guys, too. It was like three yeah. guys came out of nowhere. Just, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, for the UFC, I think Kobe's more valuable than Masvidal is. Right. I mean, oh, you know, I thought the same. I thought the same thing about Chris Rock and Will Smith. I'm like, dude, you need Will Smith needs to go like everybody else, stand in front of a judge and do his fucking 300 hours of community service. You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say do his hours of comedy. I was like, where's Greg going with this? Like, ah. 300 hours of comedy. It's actually the community <laughs> service is watching Shab's comedy special. Exactly. <laughs> 300 <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 600 times a half an hour. Um, <laughs> oh, so you did watch it? No, I just I know from the. I'm not gonna watch. I know he it. calls it his hour, and it's 25 minutes long. Like that's a weird. Oh thing my to say. god, he put out a 25 minute special. 25 minute hour, yeah. Jeez, it was, uh, dude, it's. I'm not kidding. You got to check it out. It is. Uh, it, I almost like. I it's actually, uh, it's special. I have to. Uh, I gotta. I gotta plug this. I find you have something to plug. I've been having people, hundreds of people, beg me to do a reaction video. Uh, to the special, so I've only watched about half of it. So about twelve oh, and a half minutes. Oh, please do hour. it, please. You are but, the uh, man to do it. Do yeah, it. they want me to do. Uh, they want me to do a live reaction special. So I'm, my goal is a week from today. Um, you know, I'll probably be like Shab. You know, he claimed that uh, Netflix and you name it, the the company bid on his special. Like they were they were sending offers through the roof, but he decided, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself here and release it on YouTube. And uh, he released it on YouTube. He said because of cancel culture. Like I don't know what any of that means or what the reasoning behind it is. Or how betting on yourself by releasing on YouTube, like why that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, so I, I have Netflix. I have all these different companies uh, begging me, making offers on it. But I'm gonna bet on myself and uh, release it on my uh, my little. Not even on, I don't even have a YouTube page. I'm just gonna release it like just to YouTube from someone else's account. So, it'd be funny, yeah, if, like, some it'd be funny if like your reaction thing gets like picked up by HBO and Netflix. Dude, I I don't know. I I've got some. I've got a couple of good things planned. Uh, I don't want to ruin spoil to the seven people that would be interested. But uh, way, yeah, I, it's a, but it's I don't a, know, man. I but by the way, Don. Li so listen right now. Listen, this is us talking, not a sound, right? Hold on. What? No. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Are you, okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. But what, what was the dog doing before? <laughs> Nothing. I'm in the truck now. I'm in the oh. truck. I gotta go down to my physical rehab appointment. Oh, okay. Oh, so. why? Because why? Because you, you, you go, you're like going to the fights. Don't punch anyone on Saturday, Don. Don't punch anyone. Unless they deserve it. Exactly. Unless they got to come. I don't want you to get sued. I don't want you to get sued. I don't want you to get sued. I got nothing to take. They'll have to sue all his ex-wives. That's not a bad position to be in. I've been there. That's hilarious. Well, listen, you guys have been amazing. Uh, I'm plugging May 19th. You're in Vegas. Come to the UFC Comedy Festival 2 um, with me and Frankie Edgar, Andre Feely, Sarah McMahon, uh, and Gerald Harris. Uh, that's at the Strat at the LA Comedy Club. Uh, what do you have coming up, Greg? I'm actually going to do my first uh, big spot at the Ha Ha Comedy Club this Saturday. I'll be there uh, at 8 o'clock. So come on out. The big comeback set. And then, uh, and then my first road gig is going to be at the end of the month over uh, Memorial Day weekend down there at the South Point doing the dirty at 1230. Nice. 
And then, Sean, anything coming up? Yeah, I just told you about my shop reaction video. <laughs> That's my big do announcement. Do it, man. I want to see it. I hope you do. It'll be the best thing for you. It'll be the best thing for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah normally yeah. I would say no, but I'm like, I actually want to see this. I uh, want to see it so... It's honestly the only way I would watch shop special. <laughs> so, you know, please do it. It'll be fun. And then, Don, what do you, what do you got? Um, well, I got my podcast, and... Uh, you know, Dan and Don's toxic masculinity. And then we do um we do a Q and A thing, which is double D's in your face. And, uh, <laughs> Bruce Buffer's a special guest on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Bruce Buffer has all kind of D's in his face. This weekend. All right. Well, you guys are amazing. By the way, uh Don's podcast won the most appropriately titled award toxic at this year's <laughs> at this year's Webby's. So congratulations. Yeah, aren't they, they? And they were so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to everyone. I love you guys. Take care. Have a good week. Hey, man.